Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Rowlandson from lightninginsider.com, founder, producer, owner, writer, content creator, everything you can think of when it comes to lightninginsider.com. I do it all. And uh, this will be a little bit of a season preview podcast with everything that's gone on with Tampa Bay in training camp as we look ahead to the 2022-2023 season as Tampa Bay looks to make their way back to the Stanley Cup final for a fourth consecutive season, which is something nobody has done since the New York Islanders days when they made five consecutive Stanley Cup finals, winning four in a row and then losing to the Edmonton Oilers uh, in the 1984 Season So, again, Lightning chasing some history, a lot of changes around the team this season, some new faces, some departing faces, and everything else, and we'll get into that. I'm also going to play you a exclusive clip of an interview I had with one Martin St. Louis, Hall of Famer and a guy who has his number retired at Amelie Arena, number 26 in the rafters, for those who may not be familiar with that. I did an interview with him for a Hockey News edition called the Legends Edition, which is out and available now, where one player from each team, a quote-unquote legendary player from each team, was interviewed, and I did interview Marty, and it was a, as usual, a great conversation with him. Obviously, everything we talked about did not make the magazine, so what did not make the magazine will be published on my site, but you can listen to uh, this little clip and the rest of it will be up on the website. Uh, if not, by the time you hear this, uh, it should be up soon, that in- interview in its entirety, the transcript of it, uh, some fascinating inside stuff that even I hadn't heard about uh, in all the years that I covered him. So I'll play you a little bit of a clip of that here as we go along. But before we get into all that, let's play a little game called What's Up With Eric? Because the last time I spoke on this podcast was after Game 6 of the Eastern or the Stanley Cup Final when they lost to the Colorado Avalanche. And there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding me, I know. A lot of questions. I wasn't sure what was going to go on. Um, but I'm here and I'm back, uh, continuing to do the same that I have done for the past six years, ever since uh, the rug was pulled out from under me from the days of the Tampa Tribune and how all that went down 
you know, so my work will still continue to be at lightninginsider.com as usual. But there's a couple of other things uh, that I need to pass along and I want to address as well. The first one is uh, I will be back with Lightning Radio in uh, as a host of the pregame skate show, which is something that I did the second half of last year and into the playoffs myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor. Uh, one hour before home games, uh, we would do the pregame skate show live from Cigar City Tap Room. Um, that's where we produce the show. Now, having said that, there's a new radio deal. The new home, the flagship station for Lightning Broadcast is uh, 102.5 The Bone. Uh, it's on your FM dial. It's a very far-ranged, reaching signal uh, on your FM station. It, it'll reach as far south as Fort Myers. Uh, we'll go a little bit for, further north and a little bit to, uh, further east uh, as well. So you can hear the radio games live on 102.5. Yes, Dave Michigan, Phil Esposito is back with that as part of that. The, uh, the Lightning have access to uh, the Bones HD channel. So if you have an HD-capable radio, 102.5 HD channel 2, uh, you can also find the games there. That is also the new home for what was previously called Lightning Power Play. It was now be called The Strike. So it's The Strike 102.5 HD channel 2. And uh, also streaming on the TuneIn app. Now I've had a lot of people ask me about that. Uh, TuneIn does have a pay feature to their app. You do not need to have a subscription, a paid subscription to the TuneIn app in order to utilize and find uh, Lightning content on their new streaming home. You will not find it on iHeart anymore. Uh, obviously the games are not going to be on 970. They're not housed uh, on the iHeart network anymore. That contract expired, this new three-year deal with The Bone. Uh, so tune in. If you go to tune in and just search Lightning Radio 24-7, that's where you can find the new streaming home of Tampa Bay Lightning content, previously called Lightning Power Play, now called The Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2. Uh, there's a lot of things sort of up in the air with that, but you can hear the pregame skate show with myself and Chief on those two locations. So again, 102.5 HD Channel 2 or on the TuneIn app. Um, search Lightning Radio 24-7. And the good news about that is that's no longer just home games. We will produce that show for road games as well. Uh, so that starts opening night uh, against the Rangers. Uh, again, it's one hour before games is when this show will air myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor will have you for 30 minutes uh, before we lead into the pregame show with Greg Linelli. Now, uh, from a personal standpoint, what this means, uh, if you were used to hearing me with Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher every Wednesday on 620 and 95.3 FM, uh, that's no longer the case. Because, um, you know, content change and flagship uh, station change, uh, I will no longer be on Wednesdays for an hour. I used to go in to the studio for an hour. We'd play some Name That Tune and talk some lightning hockey um, every week. Uh, that's no longer the case. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have appearances uh, and, and guest opportunities with Jay and Ian. It's just that as of right now, uh, no longer going to be on there for an hour 
uh, as I was on Wednesday. So that uh, is gone as part of this new partnership between the Lightning and 102.5 The Bone. I know there was some confusion too because the final preseason game was not on 102.5 because the USF football game was, because USF football is part on uh, USF athletics as part of this new deal uh, in some ways with 102.5. So the USF football game against Cincinnati aired on 102.5 and the uh, lighting game aired on the HD channel on the TuneIn app. When the season starts, lightning games take priority. So all lightning games will be heard on 102.5. And of course, that means the pregame skate show one hour before puck drop for every home and away game. Um, on another situation, um, I'm going to put this as delicately as I can. There is a perceived opening slash beat writer to cover this team for another outlet. Um, I can tell you that that is not the case. Uh, it is not an open position. It's not a position that, uh, as it's been told to me at this time, will be filled. So I, I know I've had a lot of people reach out to me, say, hey, you'd be perfect for this. Hey, how come they're not doing this? Uh, this is the reason why, uh, but it is an open position. Um, that's not an open position. It's a, it's a vacated position is what's taking place here. So what that means is uh, status quo for me, right? Nothing changes. My coverage is still at lightninginsider.com. That's where you can find me. Uh, if you are new to this podcast and if you're not a subscriber to my site, I'm going to give you an exclusive code that you can use. If you go to lightninginsider.com and the first thing you see is how to sign up for a subscription, if you click on that and use the promo code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, PODCAST, I'll give you $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. Yearly subscriptions right now are $40. Monthly plans run at $4.99. So basically what this means is um, there's less coverage as a whole around this team. I'm one of them. So I hope you will take that into uh, consideration when it comes to the coverage of the team. Uh, and again, that coupon code is podcast. If you would like to sign up for a yearly subscription, I will give you $10 off that first year. All right, into the season, the regular season, which kicks off in New York. Uh, you might be listening to this afterwards. I'm not going to get into specific details about uh, specific games uh, right now, this is more of a season preview, but in training camp, first of all, it was an odd training camp, right? All of us, at least here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, were a little stressed out for a week with the projected path of Hurricane Ian, which eventually steered towards our south uh, and spared us here, but uh, certainly did some destructive damage to our neighbors down south in the Fort Myers area, Naples area, uh, as the eye of the storm came across uh, parts of southwest Florida. Uh, it forced the team out of town, right? Everybody evacuated the, the lightning, uh, as they did in 2017 with Hurricane Irma, which hit a little earlier on the calendar. Um, the lightning took everybody to Nashville. Players, family, pets, 
found home and refuge in Nashville for about four days. Uh, disrupted the schedule. Obviously, they, they lose a, a, a couple of practice days involved there uh, during camp with uh, everybody having to get out of town. Uh, fortunately, everybody was safe. I, I hope uh, anybody who's listening to this in, in the area uh, came out of it unscathed or as unscathed as possible. Certainly in my position, you know, a few uh, branches down, uh, littered streets and yards that were cleaned up the next day. So again, fortunate enough to have dodged uh, any major issues here in this area other than uh, the power being out for a couple of days. Um, but the team, from that standpoint, you know, lost some time. They lost two home preseason games. They lost one preseason game uh, total because the two home games were scheduled that week at Amelie Arena right around the time the storm hit. Uh, they were not able to make up the game against Carolina, but they did play a second game against Nashville. They played it at Bridgestone Arena, so they didn't lose that game. Uh, so they finished the preseason with only five uh, games played and, and, and missed a couple of practices, which you know might have hurt some players who were potentially vying for positions, vying for jobs. We know there were two open positions that uh, eventually went to a couple of rookies, just like last year. Two rookies have made this roster out of camp. Cole Kepke, who scored 20 goals last year for the Crunch in the American Hockey League, makes the team. He will be uh, in a third-line role to start. We'll get into that in a minute. The other rookie is Gabriel Fortier, who got a little cup of coffee with the team last year in a 10-game call-up in late November to late December. Uh, He also makes the team as the 13th forward. Of course, Anthony Sorelli remains out. His timeline is uh, end of November, middle of December, as he recovers from shoulder surgery. Uh, So there was always going to be an open forward position. With his absence, of course, Andre Palat in New Jersey, that was going to open up uh, an opportunity for somebody to make this team out of camp as well. Um, the signing of Vladislav Nemestikov during the summer fills that gap a little bit. Um, so those two rookies, again, for the second year in a row, two rookies make this team out of training camp. Uh, we'll see where they kind of fit in in the bigger picture as they kind of get their feet under them a little bit. Neither of them did anything to hurt their cause during training camp. Uh, Two of the names that surprised me that maybe didn't stick around a little bit longer when it came to competing for those spots. Uh, The first was Jamel Smith. Uh, Every time I see Jamel Smith, it feels like he makes an impact on the team. He can skate, he can forecheck, he can kill penalties, he can play center, he can win your faceoffs. There's a lot to like about Jamel Smith's game, but he just doesn't seem to be able to stick uh, at this level on a consistent basis. He was injured last year in training camp, uh, had a really good chance, I think, to make the roster out of camp last year, but the injury and the surgery kind of derailed his season, lost him on waivers. He played a few games in Detroit, including a couple with his brother Giovanni, uh, before Tampa Bay claimed him again. Uh, So he did not stick around. He was put on waivers uh, the week before the season started. Same with Alex Barry-Belay. And you have to wonder, and I, and I wrote about this. This is a story you can find on the site. Uh, just go under Daily Charge uh, and scroll down to the story on Alex Barry-Belay. Uh, a guy who's, you, you keep waiting for him to take a step, to seize an opportunity. And for whatever reason, he just hasn't been able to do it to this point. Uh, has talent. 
shows it in the American Hockey League, just has not been able to make that conversion and, and, and find that success at the NHL level and, and the few opportunities that he's been given by this team. So uh, he was passed, cleared through waivers, which he didn't do last year. Remember, he was claimed by Seattle at the start of the season, played a couple of games with the Kraken uh, before they put him back on waivers and he landed back with the Lightning in the organization uh, where he's under contract for one more year under this year. So we'll see how things turn out for Alex Barry Boulay. But for now, uh, he starts the season in the American Hockey League once again. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. During camp, we saw line combinations moved around. And this isn't surprising to me. If, If you read my five questions entering training camp, Trying to figure out what the line combinations were going to be, I think, was going to be a work in progress. Things were going to be fluid, and and nothing has changed my mind on that. Certainly, we've seen that throughout camp. I think we're even going to see that through the first month-plus of the season. Now, head coach John Cooper does a lot of juggling the lines or, um, you know, they're, they're, they're always fluid with John Cooper. So it's not surprised to see things kind of moved around a little bit. We've seen Vladislav Domestikov with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov, the quote-unquote Wizards of Av line, or the Stamkov line, whichever you want to prefer. Again, find that story about Domestikov's return on the website, again, under the Daily Charge tab. Um, We've seen Stamkos with Kucherov and, and Braden Point, you know, back on the wing. We've seen... Um, uh, Nick Paul with Brandon Hagel and Alex Kalorn. We've seen Brandon Hagel skate with um, Braden Point and Alex Kalorn. So we, we've seen a lot of different combinations, even in the, the couple of days leading up to the end of training camp. Lines were moved around. It, it looks like they were set uh, at least to start the year with Stamkos back on the wing, playing with Point and Kucherov. Uh, we'll see Hagel with Nick Paul and Alex Kalorn. We'll see Vlad Nemestikov uh, at center between uh, Cole Kepke and Ross Colton. And then, of course, the school bus line with Pat Maroon, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, and Corey Perry. Uh, but don't I really don't expect, uh, unless they all click, which is possible, unless they all click, I would expect things are going to move around quite a bit with the line combinations here. Uh, in the early stages of the season before they kind of find anything. And, and look, you got to find out where uh, Cole Kepke is. I, I would imagine uh, Kepke and Fortier will, will see some time in and out of the lineup as well. It's, it's very typical for rookies, especially in Kepke's case, uh, to play a couple of games and then maybe sit, uh, and then play a couple of games that maybe sit. Uh, so we'll see how he does. But he's done a good job of adapting uh, to this point, making the jump from college two years ago. Uh, at Minnesota Duluth to last year, his rookie season in Syracuse where he hit the 20-goal mark, and now this will be his rookie campaign at the NHL level. So the lines uh, certainly juggling, moved around, everything like that, uh, kind of moving on 
throughout the early course of the season before I think we get anything close to what they might settle on. And, and nothing's ever permanent, right? Nothing's at the triplets line. How great were they during that run uh, in 2015 and into the Stanley Cup final? Just didn't didn't have the same mojo the next year, right? So what works one year might not work the next. What works one week might not work the next. Uh, so the lines are always fluid. Nothing's ever set in stone uh, when it comes to that. So that's just some something to kind of keep an eye on here in the early stages of the season. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Now, my biggest concern as I look at this roster is, you know, what's going to take place on defense. And one of my big question marks heading into camp was who plays with Victor Hedman. Looks like, at least in the early stages, it's going to be Cal Foote. And, um, you know, Victor Hedman is not an easy guy to play with. He's not easy to play with because... He, he sees the game differently. He plays the game differently. He attacks the game differently than most other defensemen in this league. And that's why a guy like Jan Ruda, who ended up signing a three-year deal in Pittsburgh, is, uh, was a great fit for this team because he knew how to play with Victor Hedman. Again, it's a skill. It's a skill to do that. I've had that conversation with Brian Engblom. I've had that conversation with Bobby the Chief Taylor uh, and others that it's just not easy to play with Victor Hedman. So Cal Foote, at least to start, is going to get that situation. Uh, but something to keep an eye on here, uh, especially with Ryan McDonough not around anymore, what we would typically see a lot the last couple of years is, you know, Victor is going to get his 22, 24, 25 minutes a night. But he didn't play all those minutes with Jan Ruda. You would typically see Mikhail Sergachev jump over and take shifts on the right side. I don't think you have that luxury anymore. Because Mikhail Sergachev's role has been elevated. He takes over that number two pairing left side, uh, paired with Eric Chernak, at least to start the year. So you don't have a guy you can throw up onto that situation on a combination with Victor Hedman, um, late in games especially, right? Or, or matchup situations like that. So the whole thing around the defense now, the matchups completely change uh, as opposed to the way they did in years past. Again, find that story on lightninginsider.com under the Daily Charge. I talked to Rob Zettler about it, uh, talked to some other players, Victor Hedman, Eric Chernak, uh, about the situation with the defense and, and you know four new faces uh, back there. Uh, on the defense to try and get used to and, and, and missing McDonough, who just logged heavy, heavy minutes uh, in, in pressure situations. You don't have that luxury anymore. Um, so that's what the top four guys, you know, what's that mean for Cal Foot's ice time? Again, a work in progress. We'll have to see. Uh, some of the new faces on the back end, um, Hayden Flurry, who is a former top 10 draft pick of the Carolina Hurricanes, who just has not kind of found his way at this level yet. He spent a couple of years with uh, with the Hurricanes, uh, was dealt to the Anaheim Ducks, was selected by the Kraken in the expansion draft, spent uh, last season with, with the expansion Kraken organization before he signed here on a two-year deal. He's going to start on the left side on the third pairing, and it will be Philippe Myers, 
who's on the right side. Again, another, if you want to call him a reclamation project. There were high hopes for Myers in Philadelphia, especially after his rookie year. Uh, he had a great uh, season in the AHL before he made his rookie uh, debut for the Flyers. Again, just hasn't seemed to find the right sort of chemistry uh, or consistency, rather, in his game. Uh, you look at him, he's got all the tools. He can skate, he's big, he's strong, he can shoot the puck. We saw that, uh, you know, the one home preseason game. He can really bomb the puck from the back end. Uh, so he has that as part of his game. Uh, so he'll, he'll log some minutes uh, on the right side. Um, on the on the on the third pairing uh, pair with Hayden Flurry, and the reason he's going to be paired with Hayden Flurry is because of the situation I'm sure many of you are aware of involving Ian Cole. Ian Cole was signed to a one-year deal over the summer, and he was the guy pegged to take to take some of the minutes uh, that Ryan McDonough took, especially on the penalty kill. He's a good penalty killer. Um, you know, he's hard to play against. He's hard-nosed. Uh, veteran won a couple of cups with Pittsburgh. He's supposed He was supposed to be the guy to fill some of the minutes Ryan McDonough leaves behind. Well, uh, over the weekend, before the start of the regular season, there was a Twitter account uh, who essentially uh, claimed that Cole groomed and sexually abused the person making these claims, uh, who says she was in high school at the time. Uh, so once those accusations and allegations were made and became known to the organization, he was placed on suspension two days before the start of the season, uh, pending an investigation. And we don't know how long the investigation will last. We don't know exactly who's involved in the investigation. Uh, but what that means is that he's not available to them, maybe ever. Who knows where this is going to go? Obviously, if there's any shred of truth to the allegations, that's that's something that um, it, it probably means that Ian Cole might be done in the NHL. Uh, but again, I'm not going to comment really anything further on that because I know what you guys have read and what everybody else has read and reported, uh, anonymous account that did this so we'll see you know where the investigation goes but what that means uh, on the ice for Tampa Bay is that Ian Cole is not available to them uh, and they will start the year with six defensemen so these are your six Victor Hedman, Cal Foote, Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak and Hayden Fleury and Philip Myers those are your top six two new faces on the back end to replace the two faces that are gone McDonough and Jan Ruda Next guy's up on the left side, probably Sean Day. On the right side, maybe Nick Perbix, who stuck around the team late in the camp before he was sent down to start the year with Syracuse. Uh, you got Darren Radish down there as well. Um, and I know this question has come up a lot, especially in my Twitter feed. What does this? What does Ian Cole's salary mean against, you know, for the Lightning against the salary cap? Well, again, it's a suspended with pay, which is standard operating procedure here. Uh, pending the outcome of the investigation. Uh, it, it does mean um, that f at least to start the year, his salary cap and salary counts against Tampa Bay, but I th think 
and I'm not 100% sure on this. I don't have time to, to deeply research it, but I, I, I think I'm correct on this. A, a player who is suspended, and this is not an NHL player safety issue, I think you can get a salary exemption similar to what they're going to get with injured players like Anthony Sorelli and Zach Bogosian. They don't need Bogosian's um, salary to help them out, but, but Sorelli's will. Uh, so Sorelli will count against the team's cap to start the year, but they'll ask for exemption, for LTI exemption, while he remains out, which means they can utilize that amount of space to call up players and whatnot. Uh, I think it works the same way with a player suspended in this situation. I think they can get an exemption to the $3 million salary cap hit that does come with Cole's uh, contract kind of moving forward. So um, so that that's that whole situation. So those are your top six um, forwards or top six defense, rather, uh, heading into the season. I wouldn't be surprised, just as we saw in previous years, uh, specifically when they brought in David Savard uh, for the 2021 playoffs, uh, that at some point Julian Breezebois and staff don't find a way to address the situation because it's it's a shortage. It's it's a depth shortage. Um you know, defensive depth was a strength, especially on the left side. When you lose a guy like McDonough, it, it hurts. And this is why I have uh, some concerns over how their defense is going to play this year, especially as it takes time for Flurry and Myers in particular to adjust to a new system, new surroundings, uh, and they're going to be doing it together, <laughs> you know, probably a lot, uh, at least in the early stages of the season. Uh, they'll be counted on. They'll be counted on to take some minutes that maybe – Heading into training camp, you didn't think you were going to have to rely on them for. Uh, now you're going to have to. So uh, going to be a work in progress on the back end. All right, here is the clip of uh, the interview I did with uh, Marty St. Louis um, for the Hockey News edition. Again, it's on newsstands now. It's available digitally as well. Uh, if you have a subscription to the Hockey News, the Legends issue. This is where one player from each team was interviewed as part of this. The entire interview did not make the magazine, as you might expect. I did speak with uh, Marty for more than 30 minutes. Uh, I would say probably about 12 to 14 minutes worth of stuff made the magazine. The rest did not. Uh, And in this particular clip, and again, the whole transcript will be available on the website uh, if not, by the time you listen to this, uh, at some point very soon, I want to get this up uh, because it was a very insightful interview. Uh, again, things I didn't even uh, remember or know uh, at the time about Marty's path, coming from Calgary to Tampa Bay and other things. And in this particular question, I asked him, this was about the night in Pittsburgh at Old Mellon Arena when he broke his leg uh, after he had just started to become established as a regular in the line. He lineup as a top six forward. He was finally getting an opportunity he craved and earned and fought for. Uh, and then you come along with something like this. So this is uh, me asking himself what that was like when he had to uh, deal with the broken leg uh, just as he was starting to establish himself as a regular NHL player. Yeah, well, obviously I get really nervous because, one, it's the second year you know, I have to re-sign. Uh, I finally feel like I'm established myself. I'm a top six guy on on a you know bottom tier team at, at that time, but I'm there. 
you know, and I'm building my stock, so to speak. And uh, all this hard work has paid off. And the patience and uh, the grind has paid off. But then you break your leg. And um, in an era where, you know, small guys don't really get the benefit of the doubt. And in my speed is everything. My speed is my lifeline in this league. You know, and so now I'm like, I, I going to lose my speed. How is that going to, what kind of domino effect is this going to have? You know? So yeah, it was, it was sad to be honest. Like I was definitely had, you know, sad feeling about at the breaking my leg at the time where I think I was leading the team and scoring at that time. Uh, you know, and set myself up for, for you know, another contract that I know wasn't going to be league minimum. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely like emotionally, it was it, it was a hard time, but uh, came back stronger. I feel right. So uh, again, that's part of the interview that I had with uh, Martin Saint Louis uh, for the Hockey News Legends edition. Again, he. He's a great interview. I, it was a pleasure to interview him during his playing days. Um, you know, now, of course, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens in his first full year as head coach now with the organization. So, uh, again, please check that out, um, Hockey News Edition, as well as the full transcript of the interview available on the website. And don't forget that promo code PODCAST if you don't already have a subscription to the website uh, just put that in when you sign up ten dollars off your first year of a yearly subscription uh, and, and speaking of the podcast and the website uh, always looking for sponsors if anybody is uh, wants to sponsor the, this podcast wants to sponsor the website with certainly a dual package we could do together uh, in terms of anything that uh, anybody might want to get involved uh, with me and willing to have that conversation, uh, my email is eric at lightninginsider.com. That's E-R-I-K at lightninginsider.com. Uh, my DMs on Twitter are always open. Of course, my Twitter handle is at eric underscore Erlinson, E-R-I-K underscore E-R-L-E-N-D-S-S-O-N. Again, that's on Twitter. I also have a Facebook page, Lightning Insider, uh, or facebook.com slash lightninginsider. You can reach me there. As well, though I will admit I'm not on Facebook as much, but you can find me more easily on the old Twitter machine. I also have a Venmo tip jar in my Twitter bio as well. You can click on that if you just want to make any contributions, help me out in any way with coverage or anything else. If you want to add in something more than just a subscription, that's a place to do that. My Twitter handle or my Venmo handle is at Eric under. Uh, sorry, at Eric Erlinson. That's all one word. So at E R I K E R L E N D S S O N. That's the Venmo account uh, for a tip jar if anybody would like to provide any sort of a tip. All right. Uh, any expectations for this team this year? Uh, will be very interesting to see just how how well this team comes together this year. I, I mean, look, you have. Braden Point, you have Steven Stamkos, you have Nikita Kucherov, you have Andre Vasilevsky, you have Victor Hedman, 
there is still a very, very talented core of players here. Ross Colton is still emerging as a player. I think there's a lot of similarities between Cole Kepke and Ross Colton in terms of their career path and also some styles in their game. I think Vlad Nemestikov coming back uh, is a good time for him to rejoin the organization here because he's a better player than when he was here before, right? He's become more defensively sound and defensively aware. Uh, he has a more well-rounded game. He's got a more mature game. Uh, looked great in preseason. Obviously, he had the hat trick in the preseason finale against Florida. Appeared in all five games, finished with five goals. Uh, getting some power play time. He's going to kill penalties. Uh, obviously, he's probably he'll see shifts at some point with Stamkos and Kucherov. Uh, he can play wing. He can play center. I think he's going to be a good uh, addition back to this roster that's going to help solidify and bolster them, uh, especially in the absence of uh, Andre Pilat. I think Brandon Hagel, uh, I think, is going to finally start to live up to some of the expectations people had for him when he uh, arrived last year, uh, coming from Chicago as a 20-goal scorer. Uh, again, that story is up on the website, again, about some of his struggles uh, and trying, just trying to fit in and feel comfortable uh, with the team uh, last year coming in. A much different story for Nick Paul, who looked like a perfect fit from the moment he put on the jersey. Uh, so you've got a full year of Nick Paul and his versatility and everything that he can do. Again, he's going to get some power play time. He's going to get some penalty kill time, uh, especially in the absence of uh, Anthony Sorelli. He'll probably be the first guy over the boards to kill penalties. Probably him and Pierre-Edouard Belmar, your two centers, to start uh, to try and kill penalties. We saw Brandon Hagel before the season, start to get integrated a little bit into some power play situations, uh, getting some reps with the number two power play unit. Uh, so I think that's where his role is going to be expanded a little bit this year. Uh, you've got uh, a Vezina caliber goalie in net. You have a chance to win. Even as deep or as stronger as maybe the Atlantic division is as a whole than it has been the past couple of years, a lot of people have Ottawa pegged as a playoff team because of the changes they made. Over the season, bringing in Claude Giroux and trading for Alex Dabrinkit and trading for Cam Talbot in goal. Uh, already with the, a good young core there um, with Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzley. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of things to like about Ottawa. They're going to be more difficult to get points from. This year, Detroit should be stronger. They made a lot of changes in the offseason. They bring in um, Vili Husso and Net to pair with Alex Adelkovich. They should be stronger. In net, uh, they're always a hard team to play against. Mo Sider on the back end had a great rookie year. The Sabres look like they might finally start uh, to be on a northward march. Uh, I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but they might finally start to be a little bit more competitive on a consistent basis. Um, you know, up there uh, with that fan base and everything else. Uh, Florida is still going to be Florida. Uh, they're still a strong team. Toronto obviously is going to be a strong team. We'll see what their goaltending situation looks like um, a lot of question marks in Montreal uh, no Carey Price there anymore Jake Allen is the number one guy uh, they obviously have the number one overall draft pick in your ice Lukowski how uh, they sort of integrate they made some changes bringing in Kirby Doc and uh, you know what kind of a competitive team are they going to put on the ice uh, but I think at the end of the day we are still going to see the Tampa Bay Lightning make the playoffs and keep their hope and dream alive for another run to a potential Stanley Cup final and see if they can't capture their third cup in four years. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. As always, thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, it means a lot to me when I hear from you guys. I'm always available on Twitter, uh, on my mentions and my DMs, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and uh, as I said, status quo for me. So uh, we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.